Welcome back to the City Boy Rock Podcast. You are listening to episode 70. This week, we're going to be breaking down game five of the Lakers and Suns. And if the Lakers can bounce back, we're also going to be breaking down what happened in game five of the Clippers Mavs series. And we're going to see if the Clippers can win it. We're also going to be talking about and predicting the rest of the series in the second round. Um, So we hope you guys enjoy and thank you guys for listening. What is going on, Stray? I don't need to ask how you're doing. I already know what the answer is. Uh, you know, you're a little anxious. You can just, you can, you can be straight up with me. You're a little anxious right now. Of course, I am low key shaking in my boots tonight. Tonight's Judgment Day. Um, the back, our backs are against the wall. We got to get a, one more win, and then it's Game Seven. Anything can happen in a Game Seven, but we got to win tonight first. So I'm pretty nervous. A lot of legacies are on the line right now. Um, AD, I feel like – I don't know if he's playing or not. He's a game-time decision. Um, last time we talked, the Lakers were up 2-0 – or no, 2-1, um, and AD was on fire. Game four, he went down with a pulled groin, and the Lakers fall in that game. And then I got to talk about game five, though. The Lakers, with an absolutely abysmal performance in Phoenix, um, they, got, they got embarrassed. Let's be straight up right here. Ever after, I would say that Devin Booker three-point play where he made, like, um, a circus shot, I, that game was over at that point. Um, the the Suns crowd was just – I mean, they were spectacular. The Suns were playing flawless basketball. The ball movement was crazy. I saw Devin Booker pass up, like, four or five shots that he could have had when he was hot to find the man in the, um, in the paint. The Lakers' defense, I don't know what was going on that night. Um, Dennis Schroeder, absolutely terrible. Montrez Harrell didn't get any minutes until the very end. That's a, that's a cause for concern. So off of game five, Trey, like what are your, what's your confidence coming into game six right now? Um, if, if I could rate it out of 10, I would give it a six. Um, we just can't make shots. We cannot make shots. The rim protection is just not it without AD. I mean, Cameron Payne was getting literally whatever he wanted. There he's so the many... X factor of the series, man. He's been he's been popping off this year. Yeah, right? he, he's been playing with so much confidence. Like he just knows it's going in every time he shoots. And then you got Devin Booker just going off. There has been no answer for him. Wesley Matthews, uh, man, he was looking good at the end of the season, but he looks very washed right now. Um, Trey, you gotta talk a... about you gotta talk about a big penguin, man. I know, I know you've been saying in the group chat, man. Talk about the, Bro, the big this penguin, dude, man. man. This big blob of <laughs> zero IQ, zero defensive awareness, zero offensive awareness. This dude is just a big brick in the in the middle of the paint. I mean, the some of the plays he makes are just just piss me off so much. Like there was this one play where he got an offensive rebound over four people. I'm like, oh, bet. He's showing some effort, and then he just throws at, throws it at LeBron's ankle. Like, dude, what are you doing? Just pass it out. There's, like, three people out on the perimeter. You could pass it out, just reset, but no. And then on defense, he just seems lost. It just looks like he doesn't know what he's doing. Um, DeAndre Aiden is having his way, man. Yeah, DeAndre, DeAndre Aiden, like, he had a bad game. Like, he had an off game. He didn't need game to play five. that yeah. well in game five. But other than that, like, he's been cooking him. Um, <clears throat> I think we need to see some trez, uh this game because even Gasol, every time, every <laughs> time he's in the game, they put him no. in the high pick and roll, and either campaign or Devin Booker is just driving by him, or he's committing a foul because he's not fast enough. I mean, if he was a better three point shooter, yes, he would be valuable for this game, but his three point shooting doesn't mask his deficiencies on defense, uh, and just rebounding. And just athleticism. I mean, it was just an awful game to watch. Um, yeah, after Devin Booker hit that one-handed shot over Gasol, I was just like, yeah, it's pretty much over. And LeBron wasn't aggressive. He couldn't get to the rim. Even when he was going to the rim, it was just – it didn't look like he had the lift. It didn't um, look like it didn't look like he was driving to score. It looked more like he was driving to kick it out. Yeah, and, and when nobody kicked, could hit anything. Exactly, nobody could hit anything. KCP obviously was not healthy. Um, he's he, he last year he showed up in the playoffs. This year he just can't get the shot, and he's uh, he's he's hurt. So hopefully he plays tonight. The role players are gonna have to do something tonight because I mean, 
Yes. Oh, I, I haven't even talked about Dennis Schroeder yet. Oh my God, this turn down eighty man. million. Turn down eighty million, man. He turns down eighty-four million, the max extension at that point, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna prove it. I'm gonna prove that I'm worth a hundred million." And he puts up a big goose egg in the biggest <laughs> game of the year. He looks like he's a scared to shoot. As soon as the game started, two minutes in, LeBron passes him. He passes him in the corner. He had an open three. He pump fakes. And he just looks like he was checked out of the game to start. Like, he didn't look like he wanted to be there. He looked scared, and he went 0 of 9. There's no excuse for you going 0 of 9 in 27 minutes, scoring zero points. At least get to the free throw line. Dude couldn't even get to the free throw line. He looked scared. He was getting cooked by campaign. Um, he was getting cooked by Devin Booker. He was he, – he, he played awful. That was – I thought uh, he played his worst game in that playing game, but this was 10 times worse. Um, I don't know what he was thinking turning down that extension. He was never a $100 million player. Um, mm. And now he's probably not going to get even the $84 million he was offered. So, I mean, good for you, Dennis Schroeder. I hope I have, I have believe in him. I like him. He's, he's one of my favorite players on the Lakers. I think he can redeem himself. But he's going to have to play with that confidence and that dog he was playing with with the OKC Thunder last year because he's just not – he's been so inconsistent this series. He had that really good game in game two. He had a decent game in game one. He just didn't shoot enough. And now his confidence is shot. Wesley Matthews can't make a shot to save his life anymore. <laughs> I mean, Keith, KCP, 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 man. I, I, I believe in you, my guy. Come on, man. We need yeah. one. No, nah, you can't be saying that. You got to bully him. You got to bully him, bro. <laughs> you got to bully KCP. KCP, you, you stink, bro. You stink. You, you're... <laughs> Bro, I can't remember when he was on that. Last year, last year when you bullied him. Yeah, crazy. yeah. The first game of the season last year, KCP, you remember that when you just ran around for 28 minutes without re- recording a stat? Like, you suck, bro. Like, I need I need you, but you suck. I'm a, I'm the Twitter needs to bully you. Twitter needs to, I mean, I, they need to bully everyone at this point because <laughs> it's worked for KCP. So, let, I mean, let's hope it works for the rest of them. Um, I, but we need to see Trez tonight. Trez, yeah, for sure. Trez, for all his deficiencies on defense, he tries. He puts in so much effort. He's just too small. But, like, offensively, you need him because he can get you cheap buckets. He always runs. Uh, get get. He always rim runs, and LeBron usually finds him for cheap buckets. So we need his energy tonight with the home crowd. I know it's not going to be a full crowd, but we need his energy tonight. I don't think Gasol can play tonight. I'm sorry. Uh, I I don't care if he can spread the floor. I think we need to we need the sixth man of the year of last year, and that's Trez Harrell. We signed him to a contract this year because we were gonna play him. So I don't understand why Vogel is just he does not know what his rotation is right now, and I think he needs to find the best eight guys, eight to nine guys, and just roll with them because you can't you can't get a rhythm in fifteen minutes. You're throwing Kuzma out there for fifteen minutes. How is he gonna get a rhythm? I mean, Trez got, like, five minutes in game four when AD got hurt. Like, they're not going to catch a rhythm. Like, you're going to have to stick to your eight to nine guys tonight and just ride them because, I mean, this winner go home at this point. So, um, we, we did see we did see Vogel not take LeBron out in the first quarter at all. I think LeBron played the entire – mostly mm-hmm. he played the second quarter too. Until yeah, got he, only, he came out with 46 seconds left of the quarter and then came right back in to start the second. Yeah, so Vogel knows that – I think we're going to see the same thing out of LeBron tonight. If the game is close, Vogel's going to play LeBron for the entire game if he has to. Um, but in, in regards to Montrez, I feel like – I don't know what happened between him and Vogel. I don't know what – I don't know if it was just a series. Because um, Montrez was playing. He had decent minutes earlier in the season. I don't know why all of a sudden Frank Vogel didn't trust him. Is it? I don't know if it's because he's undersized, but like you said, he can get you cheap buckets. You throw him in the game, he'll get you six, eight points that you that are crucial, um, especially when LeBron's on the game. Exactly. Uh, like in game and, one, he had fifteen. He had played fifteen minutes and had twelve points. Like I don't know. Like we need to score. We can't score sure. right now, so we need his scoring off the bench. We with, need especially without AD, without AD, um, and LeBron's literally your only playmaker. Because if Dennis Schroeder is not being aggressive, you actually have nobody who can do anything. Because um, are you really going to trust Kyle Kuzma to take it himself and score points off the bench like that consistently with, with no help? I, I just feel like the Lakers really need to look into themselves and they got to start their, their stars. And they, got, they brought in Schroeder. They brought in Montrez for a reason. They need to play him a lot more. 
if they want any chance of winning tonight, Montrez is going to be have to play a crucial role uh, in this game. And LeBron, let me get back on LeBron. I want to see 50 shots from LeBron tonight. I want to see at least 50 shots from LeBron tonight. If if, if or I'm I'm over I'm exaggerating a little bit. I want to see at least 35 30. shots from LeBron. Yeah. 35 shots from LeBron. Because uh, if he's not aggressive tonight, I'm going to harp on him. The entire media is going to harp on him. If, if he goes out there and plays it the way he did in game five, and if you want to look at the stats in game five, um, they do not reflect at all what happened in the game. My man's in the mm-hmm. first half, was not doing anything. Second and third quarter, he started hitting his threes. Um, but I, I think LeBron needs to drive to the rim, get free throws. He had zero free throw attempts in game five, which I believe was – is. I mean, if you're LeBron James – I'm going to drive it every single time because there's chances I'm going to either make the basket or I'm going to get fouled because I don't think DeAndre Aiden is going to stop LeBron like that. Yeah, and um, like, we're going to get the calls tonight. Like, come on. That's now. what I'm saying. You're at home. You're, you're going to get most of the calls. If you're LeBron, I'm, I expect 30 shot attempts. I expect 10, 15 free throws because, um, like, when AD's there, AD's going to get you 10, 15 free throws every single time, bro. I've seen it. This man, AD, I don't know. He's just when he's when he's when he's locked when in, he's bro. when he's locked in. Yeah, it's over. Um, but listen, the Lakers, all they need to do is escape tonight because I believe AD will come back in Game Seven. I don't. I know he's not going to be 100, percent but even with a slightly healthy AD, I feel like that that AD can beat that that Suns team. Um, so LeBron needs to show up tonight. We've seen what he did in Game Six against the Celtics. What 2012? So it's been nine years. Separate. Well, I think LeBron can pull it. Pull it off. I think he yeah, can pull it off. They I really gotta don't win tonight because to... Chris Paul. He, we don't even know if he's healthy. Dude was like crying at the free throw line. Like, yes, yeah, he tore his Achilles. <laughs> CP3 uh, like tore his shoulder. Like his dislocated shoulder comes out, and hits two free throws. So uh, I, I really don't know how CP3 is going to come out tonight. Um, in regards to Suns, if they want to win this game, uh, I feel like last game was a very fluke performance. I don't think we're going to see that same thing where they're going to go crazy like that. I think the Lakers are going to make adjustments. Um, that and I don't know if Devin Booker can ever play better than that. Yeah, because that that was probably one of the best games I ever see Devin Booker uh, play. Like this man Vogel, was just chucking it. Mm-hmm. He was making everything. He he was even he was making his threes. He was he was getting in the lane. He was getting to the free throw line. He was unstoppable. Like game one, pretty much. For sure. But yeah, Vogel's a good uh, adjustments coach. He's shown throughout that he's been able to adjust adjust his lineups. So hopefully. He makes the right decision tonight and plays Trez, the big penguin. You gotta put, like Skip Bayless said, you gotta put him on ice tonight. You gotta put him on ice, and because we gotta have our our most experienced, our most battle tested players playing tonight. Because we can't have those dumb mistakes from Drummond. We can't have Kuzma making stupid mistakes because he is prone to do that at times. Even though I think he should be playing this game as well. But I think you need to play um, Keith, Trez. I, I want to see a starting lineup of LeBron, Schroeder, KCP if he can play. Obviously, AD if he, can, if he can play. If he can't, then we would need Keith and then Trez. Like, that's got to be the starting mm. lineup. That's got to be the closing lineup. Yeah. Lakers are on thin ice tonight. Um, if they lose, let me just say this, man. LeBron's legacy and that last year's team's legacy is going to be affected. Uh, I've been saying it last year, man. If they lose tonight, it's going to hurt a lot about that asterisk ring or that Mickey Mouse ring. Because, it, it, I mean, listen, it's going to go to show you it's going to look bad because Miami's not even in the finals. They, didn't, they got swept out of the first round. And then you got the Lakers, who, I, yes, they were, they were injured. But, I mean, is low-key, like, is this, is this a bad look for last year's, is last year's team? I think so. Um. Yeah, there's gonna be a, a lot of haters. I'll tell you that. that. That's a debate for another day if that ever happens. But I, I feel like there is a lot to be said if the Lakers do lose tonight. Um, yeah, on LeBron's legacy because he had two opportunities to show that he was, you know, in the goat conversation or the goat. I feel like if he loses tonight in the first round, um, it's gonna discount a lot what what he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be a huge game. I, I got the Lakers, though. I'm rolling with my guys tonight. Trey's rolling with the Lakers. I'm gonna have the Suns winning. I wouldn't be surprised if they lose, but, but you won't bet. Winning. You won't bet me on it. I will not bet on it. Uh, let's say, let's see this. Let's say this right now. The NBA is rigged. Okay, I would not be surprised at all if the refs, if the foul discrepancy is like twenty to four on the Lakers, because I'm, um, because I'm telling you right now, 
The NBA wants the Lakers to win to move on to the next round. One thousand percent. They want the Lakers in the finals against the Nets. They've been planning this the entire time. They're just dragging the series out because it's more dramatic, whatever. They want to make a whole story out of this. But if the Suns can go crazy tonight, which I hopefully they will, I think they'll win this game. Uh, I'm gonna go one hundred seven, one hundred two, mm-hmm. Phoenix. But wow. I could easily see the Lakers winning this game. But yeah, game seven got, is a different story. Yeah, I got Lakers one hundred three ninety nine, close win. All right, moving on to the other series in the uh, in with the other LA teams, the Los Angeles Clippers. Last time we were talking, it was a two zero series lead for Dallas. Um, as we saw over that weekend, that past this past weekend, the Clippers uh, were not messing around. Game three, they were down by I think they were down by twenty at one point in the first quarter. Luca subs out of the game, and the Clippers at that point um, outscored the the Mavs by a lot, and they win game three. And game four, it was just a complete annihilation. I thought that right there, game four, was the the, over, the 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 nail in the coffin for the Mavs. I thought they would not win a single game. But last night, Luka Magic, um, this guy is ridiculous, man. Oh, my God. Like, we, like I've been saying Luka is transcendent. I, I don't even know what words can describe Luka because without Luka, this Mavs team is garbage, bro. Yeah. <laughs> this man, Porzingis, had six shots the entire night. He's 7-3. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but the Mavs did win this game yesterday. You know, you could say Luca balled out, which I believe he did, 42, 14, and 8. Like, dude, this man is – he's scoring and assisting. Like, it, it's On just, 80 goals yesterday, 31 yeah. out of 37. He is absolutely ridiculous. Um, Tim Hardaway stepped up big. But other than that, they had literally nobody in double Nobody figures. was in double figures, yeah. Nobody. Porzingis is 7-3 once again. Let me say that. 7-3. He had six shot attempts. Eight points. In 30 minutes. It's terrible, man. Like, what, what is he even doing over there? Um, he got outscored by his own teammate, Boban. I think Boban should start for the rest of the series. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a big difference because the Clippers went small in game four, and they absolutely like just torched the Mavs. They were locking them up. Um, the Clippers, on the other hand, Kawhi Leonard had probably the worst game he's had in this playoffs. Actually, not even probably by a lot. Um, PG, I mean, all the five starters had double figures. It's just like very – they weren't very impactful. Uh, especially Kawhi's, man. I, I'll say this right now. Kawhi, that last shot, I don't know why you're shooting that. Um, with 18 really? seconds, you get the ball of 18 seconds, and you, you, have, you take a contested three from the corner. Like, you have time to dri- dribble out. Dribble it out. And you, if you want to find Paul George for the shot, find Paul George. But I feel like Kawhi rushed that shot. Or I don't know if Ty Lue called the play. I don't know what was going on. Uh, Rondo looked pissed at him. It was bad. Um, and there's just so many opportunities for the Clippers to win this game yesterday. Yeah, they had six yesterday. points. They had six yeah. points through like eight minutes in the quarter. The Mavs, and they still couldn't come back. I yeah, thought they was... were going to come back. It looked like I, I think the, the Mavs couldn't score. Luca couldn't score, and they mm. still couldn't pull it out. Yeah, for sure. I, there was a point that, that the possession before Kawhi had the final shot. Um, it was 101 to 100. And, I mean, Shrey's been saying it all season long. Clippers and clutch situations are terrible. I didn't believe it. I thought it was just like a regular season thing, but no, it was pretty bad. Um, Terrence Mann got a steal, like a very clutch steal, uh, gets the ball and drives it down. He has a layup. Like, Luca is up, but I feel like Mann had the angle where he could just put it up and bank it in. But, like, for some reason, he tensed up and he passed it to Batum, almost turned it over. Batum puts it up. He misses. And I feel like at that point right there, it just – I mean, it was – because the momentum was all on the Clippers' side at that point. And I don't know what Terrence Mann was thinking. I don't know what he was doing. Um, I guess that's just growing pains for a young player in the league. But, yeah, that was that was probably one of the hardest series to watch um, or one of the hardest possessions to watch. And, uh, yeah, if you're a Clippers fan, you better hope that Luka doesn't go crazy again next game. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I mean, this series has been crazy. I think this – these the Lakers and the Clippers series. That I think that's why the first round's been so entertaining. Cause Thanks. you got the best teams with their backs against the wall. The teams everyone thought would meet yet again in the conference finals. Everyone th- thought it was gonna happen, and it's looking very bleak right now. Of course, the LA Flippers, the LA Folders, they fold when they're under pressure. The last two games, everyone wrote them off. And they played like they 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 went off. Everyone went off. Marcus Morris went off. Reggie Jackson couldn't be stopped. Paul George couldn't be stopped. And Kawhi <clears> did his <throat> did Kawhi things. I mean, those two Kawhi and Paul George were unstoppable in Dallas. 
and the, like they like you could just tell when they started going off the maps that no chance. It looked like the series was going to be over. It looked like the Ty Lue and the Clippers had figured the Dallas Mavericks out, and it looked like Luca was pretty hurt. But like yesterday, dude was just. He was doing whatever he wanted in the first quarter. He had five three-pointers in the first quarter. He was cooking everyone up. They throw so many players. Like, I've never seen a team throw so many different players at one player and him still drop 40, and that's what he did yesterday. He was getting guarded by everyone. Rondo, I think Rondo did the best job on him, honestly. Mm -hmm. Rondo couldn't do anything on the scoring end. And yet again, in clutch situations, whenever the rubber meets the road, the Clippers turn into the flippers. I mean, Paul George. Dude, the Mavs to... were giving the game away too. Exactly. Like, there were so it, many... That was the thing. It was just like Luca was not. Luca shot, I think, one of eight in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And he and was. He had... It was basically gift wrapped. It was gift wrapped for the Clippers to win this game, and they just couldn't do it, which is so frustrating. Exactly. I mean, Kawhi had so many turnovers, like careless, just giving the ball away. It was so uncharacteristic of him. <laughs> I didn't think Paul George was that bad, but like, this is the thing. This is what I'm saying. Reggie Jackson, man. Reggie Jackson thought he was so nice after he hit four threes in the third quarter, and then he thought he was a star in the fourth and could not make a shot. I think the Mavs should keep giving him the confidence because when it comes when it when when it comes down the line, I mean Reggie Jackson's not gonna be hitting that shot. Marcus Morris is not gonna be hitting the big shots. Um they're all front runners. You saw Marcus Morris hitting all those threes when they were up in uh uh in Dallas. Uh, Pulling out his fucking or, or pulling out his freaking gun. <laughs> yeah, you can uh, hear Shrey's uh, disdain for the Clippers, man. You yeah, know that. I mean Marcus Morris especially, man, because that dude is such a front runner. I mean he's scared of the moment. Uh, I think the the Mavs really made some good adjustments. They played that zone and they forced the Clippers to take a lot of threes, and they weren't hitting like they were hitting in Dallas. Um, Boban. He's a force inside. He he doesn't make a lot of shots. He often gets – but they send so much help to him. It allows Luka to do his thing. Luka just put, gets you on his back, and then he hits those floaters every single time. Like it, I, it, think, I think Boban – I think Boban right here is foreshadowing what would happen if AD played the Clippers in a series, man. It's, yeah. Because Boban can't finish like AD. Oh, yeah, man, exactly. Get to the rim so easily, bro. It's just it, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I'm they a throw worried. like four, three, four guys at him every time he's near the rim. Um, Porzingis, I mean, he had a huge shot, but we got to get more from him. If the Dallas, if the Dallas Mavericks re- want to win Game Six, they're gonna have to get more than eight points from him. Because I think the uh, the Clippers are gonna have a good game plan for Luca. I think he's gonna have his thirty, but. It just matters. It it's just a matter of the others. Tim Hardaway really stepped up and hit some big shots. He was struggling for most of the game, but in the third quarter he started popping off. We're gonna they're they're gonna have to play Dwight Powell more. He gave them some great energy. Uh, he had a lot of nice offensive rebounds, lots of nice rolls to the rim, and he got some deflections. I I, I don't know what Kawhi was doing yesterday. Kawhi was Kawhi just, was trash. Kawhi he was, was trash. garbage. Plain simple. He had so many bad turnovers, and, and I, it, I, I, I asked for him to be more aggressive, and it was like a combination of him not being aggressive and and him just playing, not hitting shots. Uh, you just can't do that, Kawhi, especially in a pivotal game five. I mean, bro, the fact that you're only shooting – you shot 19 times, which I feel like you should shoot more, but seven of 19, one of seven from threes, Kawhi, you got to play better if you want to win game six, man. You, we got to expect – if you're not going to shoot that much and you're going to pass it out more, you gotta hit your shots that you're gonna that you take. It's just mm-hmm. it just doesn't make sense for me. Um Kawhi needs to step up in game six if they wanna win, because um Luca is not gonna go out like that, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> I mean and I think it's gonna have to, the game's gonna have to go through Kawhi and Paul George. They can't have this because I think Paul George took like two more shots than Reggie Jackson. I don't think that's the the formula to win. They won when Paul George and Kawhi were super aggressive. They played like we thought they would when they first came together in in Dallas. Mm-hmm. They they were unstoppable. They were making they were getting to their spots, making whatever shots they wanted. I think they got to play like that. Can't be doing this. Oh, uh, let's get the others involved. Get the others involved by getting off your shots and drawing double teams. That's the only once way. again, man. Once again. The Clippers are the most confusing team in the league, bro. I, I still can't figure this team out. 
I, once they beat Matt, the Mavs in you know three and four, I thought it was like they they figured it out. But obviously they didn't. Um, they still got work on some things. Their clutch situation is just terrible. I, I know Shrey's been saying it for the past like what three four months, and I was like, I was always brushing it off. I was like, bro, the Clippers don't even worry about it. They got Kawhi, Kawhi's clutch, PG's clutch, whatever. Um, no, because what I saw from Terrence Mann yesterday, that was like a nightmare scenario if you're a Clippers fan. Because you, I mean, this man had a, it was just so frustrating, bro. It was just so frustrating. Luca is not human though. That dude is just. I've I think Luca. I, like I literally. Him. I think Luca's top five in the league. No yeah. matter win or lose, the fact that he can carry this Mavs team to seven against this Clippers team. Exactly. You're getting nothing out of like. You're getting nothing off out of their bench. Basically. Their second option, their quote unquote second option, who was supposed to be Porzingis, is like literally not there half the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you had to bank on Tim Hardaway, Dorian Finney-Smith to hit threes. So I feel like you give Luca somebody else one other star, but this man will take you places. Um, and I hope Dallas, Dallas can get it figured out because Luca is way too good to be playing with these bums, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. Josh Richardson's been – like, I don't know what happened to him. Brunson had an off game yesterday. Cleveland wasn't hitting, and he still found a way to lead this team to win, so props to him. For sure. Um, but, yeah, let's move on over to the Eastern Conference. Uh, straight – before we move on, actually, let me ask you: Do you think the Clippers are going to win the series? This, it's so hard. Like, I would expect them to win Game Six because everyone's writing them off again. Home home court disadvantage. Home court disadvantage yeah. this series. I I I think, but they're still. This is still a win or go home situation for them. I don't think they're going to be able to live up to the expectations. I don't think they're going to. I think they're going to fold under the pressure this time. Um, I think they're going to lose game six, and it's going to be over. Wow. Um, I and even the if they win game six, they're going to lose game seven. Yeah, I said last week that if the Clippers won um, game three in Dallas, they would win the series, and I'm going to stick by that. Uh, I know the Clippers – I always want to say something good about them. It's just so hard, man. I, I like They're a, such a frustrating team. But I have them winning the series. If they can't get out of the first round, Kawhi, get out. PG, get out. Like, everybody blows this whole thing up. Seattle, like, might as well move the franchise to Seattle. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Kawhi, if you're a legacy, your legacy is uh, it's on the line in this game. As much I as think, LeBron's legacy is on the line, I feel like Kawhi's legacy will be yeah. impacted a lot, too, by this 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 game for six. For sure. Game for sure. Um, I think – I think – uh, I think they're going to keep the team together for one more year, maybe. I think maybe I, Kawhi will opt in and just see how the next year goes. And if if not, then he's out. I I think he should just leave, man. I, I honestly think he's wasting his time in the Clippers. If he leaves, his legacy will go in the tank. Because all that, all that front running he did, oh, I'm the king of L.A., I got the chain dangling, you know, all that he was stuff. Very, very subtle with it, right? He was very yeah. subtle with it. He wasn't ever even flash with it. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Um, moving on to the Eastern Conference. We got to talk about the, the Boston Celtics, who lost 4-1 to the Brooklyn Nets, and we predicted everything came full circle. It was so funny to watch. Um, the Nets literally ended this entire era of Boston basketball. <laughs> it's so funny to say, man, because Danny Ames, the man who finessed, who, who, who was – all his accomplishments came from those draft picks that he stole from the Nets. Um, the Nets were the team that, Carson Edwards, Romeo yeah. Langford, and Grant Williams. The Nets were the team that put him out of his misery and sent him into the retirement home, into the little nursing home that he belongs in. Um, Danny Ainge, pathetic. Brad Stevens, not even coaching anymore. He's going to move on to the front office. I mean, this Celtics team literally got like, I don't know what happened. They literally just rebranded the entire team. Um, after getting embarrassed by the Nets. Not even 24 it, it, hours after. Literally, like, I think they had it planned out the entire time. This Celtics team is just not good enough. Uh, Danny Ainge is finally retired. I mean, the Cel- I, I've seen Celtics fans change on him so much over the years. It was in the beginning, he was like, oh, he's a genius. He's going to get us so far into the promised land. And now this man is just, he got ran out of the office. Um, it's, it's a great thing to see. If you're, if you're a Celtics hater like us, I mean, it's a great day. It is actually a great week. Yeah. Um, Jason Tatum can finally get some real help. 
Hopefully the new GM, whoever, or Brad Stevens is the new GM. Hopefully Brad Stevens can find somebody. And hopefully the Celtics can stop playing it safe for, uh, for once. You know, it's it's good to take risks. It's good to take a home run. If you want to be winning mm-hmm. sports, you got to be aggressive. And I hope the Celtics um, can get a star and give up some assets because they like hoarding those assets. Like they're not going to get them anywhere. Um, we'll see what happens with the Celtics moving on. Shrey, I know you have a lot to say about them. Go ahead, man. I mean, this organization thinks they're up there with the Lakers and they're just not. um, They just haven't been able to build a good enough team. They had so, so many chances. They made three of the last four Eastern Conference finals and they've clearly been the worst team in all three of them. Maybe minus that LeBron 2018 Cavs team. And I mean, Kyrie was hurt. Hayward was hurt. So, I mean... I think it's just been a nightmare for them this last year and a half. Um, I mean, Brad Stevens, he's a good coach, but I think I I heard a lot of people saying that he lost his voice with the players. And, I mean, it's it's tough. He got burnt out. I mean, Flat Earth, Mr. Flat Earth, Kyrie Irving probably took a toll on him. Um, That was a disaster. That was a disaster of a season. And they had another disaster of a season this year. There's no way you should be a seventh seed with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, both very good players, both all-stars. And then a guy like Kemba, who like we, we, we are Kemba haters will openly admit that, but he's still a good player. Like you guys got to be much better than that. As a third option. He might be one of the best third options. In the yeah, exactly. Exactly. And um, they just haven't been able to fill out the roster that well. They haven't been able to support um, their top players for the longest time. And I think they're cursed because they did IT very dirty. They did him so dirty. And ever since then, I mean, they've just been a disappointment every year. Every year thought, oh, this is the year, maybe. Maybe this is the year. And they last year they lost to a Heat team that they were clearly better than. And now it's the team's going to be looking very different. I think besides Brown and Tatum and maybe – Kemba, because I don't think Kemba is going to get a lot of good offers. Like, they're not going to get what they want uh, from Kemba in terms of trade offers. The rest of the team is going to be looking very different. They don't have much dog in them. You could see that besides Marcus Smart, they're not a tough team. They get He's going to be gone, around. too. Marcus Smart's yeah, Mar- going to be gone, Yeah, Marcus too. Smart's gone. I think he played his last game as a Celtic. Um, but, yeah, this team's going to be looking very different. I, I think Brad Stevens, it's a weird. Like, it's a weird move. I've never seen anything like this. But I think he'll be a good addition to the front office. I believe in him. I always thought he was a really good coach. And I think he's a smart dude. Uh, apparently, he said he's going to bring in a coach who's, who's like a different philosophy from him. So maybe a Sam Cassell, maybe a Chauncey Billups, two guys that have been floating around the co- coaching hire circles for a long time, especially Sam Cassell, who's worked under some of the best coaches in uh, Doc Rivers and obviously Ty Lue. <laughs> or I mean Ty Lue. I, I I didn't mean to say Ty Lue, but Doc Rivers, yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's they're not gonna be the top one of the top three teams next year in the East for sure, because I think the Bucks, Sixers, and Nets have clearly surpassed them. But they definitely needed to move on. Uh, it was getting kind of old. The Danny Ainge regime. It wasn't working anymore. They had so many almost. They almost got James Harden. Almost, almost got Kevin Durant. But in the end, almost got Boston's almost got Vucevic. not that cool. Yeah, almost got Aaron Gordon and ended up with Evan Fournier. So, oh man, I mean, I don't think a lot of people think Boston's cool. A lot of players don't want to go to Boston, and I think they're gonna have to build through the draft, like they always have, pretty much. Besides that trade for Kevin Garnett and um. Uh, Ray Allen. So they're going to have to build through the draft and draft some or or get some guys in free agency who can contribute when they actually need them to. They're like Tristan Thompson was a disappointment, obviously. Um, Evan Fournier, as a like, they were expecting more from him. He didn't he didn't provide what they wanted. So they're going to have to fill out the roster much better to surround Tatum and Brown uh, to become that championship contender they want to be. Because anything less than that is a disappointment for Boston fans, even though mm. half the ones that have actually seen the championships are in retirement homes or, in, <laughs> you know. Ever since 2008, they've been so close so many times. They just haven't gotten over that hump. 
Not a single mm-hmm. finals appearance ever since 2008 or 2010. So it's been it's been a dry spell in Boston. Um, we'll see what happens with them moving forward. Let's go on to the other team, the, the Brooklyn Nets. They are facing the Milwaukee Bucks in what looks to be an all-time classic second-round matchup, which I think, and I think Trey also thinks this too, this is the unofficial Eastern Conference Finals. I think whoever wins this series right here is going to come out the East. Um, it's going to be a fireworks show, man. There are stars. I mean, in Brooklyn, you got the big three, Kyrie, KD, Harden. And in Milwaukee, you don't have, no, you don't have any slouches either. You got Giannis um, coming off those back-to-back MVP years. Um, you have Drew Holiday, who I believe is one of the most underrated players in the league. Uh, Chris Middleton, who has who has caught my attention, he's been stepping up. Um, I can't hate him as much as I as I used to. Um, he had a huge shot over Miami in game one that what, won the game for them. He is, uh, I mean, Chris Middleton is a very good third option for this team, um, yeah. even second option at times. So there are going to be a lot of star power here. Um, I mean, the Bucks have Bryn Forbes. They have a lot of players who've been hitting shots, especially Connaughton, got, Portis. This team, guys. yeah, Bobby Portis, who's playing very well this year. This team right here is much better than last year, um, and maybe, maybe this is the year for Giannis. Who knows? But the way they've been playing in the, in the first four games against Miami, they showed no mercy at all. And if they can keep that dog mentality against Brooklyn, because I feel like Brooklyn can be pushed around, no matter how many stars there are. I feel like this is a team where if you push them around enough, they will fall and they will, you know, they'll whine and they'll cry. But I just think Brooklyn's talent is just way too much. I mean, you got the big three. Kenny's always been saying, who's going to guard Kyrie? Who's going to guard KD? Who's going to guard Harden? I honestly don't know because Giannis and Drew can take two, but there's always going to be one player left who's going to be, um, who's going to get the spotlight. So we'll see what happens. Shrey, what are your thoughts on this series? I think it's going to be an all-time classic. I can't wait. It's going to be such a fun series. I think this is effectively, if the L.A. teams are out, this is effectively the NBA Finals to me. Mm. Um, wow. It's going to be great because the two games, that, or all the games that they played this year were um, highly competitive. I remember the beginning of the year, uh, it was – Harden and KD, and they took over in the, at the end of the game and won them that game. And then the last two, Giannis, I think he averaged around 40 points for both of those games. He could not be guarded, and I still don't think they can guard him. Um, but obviously, they didn't have Harden in those two games. It was just Kyrie and KD. So I think Harden's going to – he's been playing sensational. I mean, his facilitating is second to none in this league. And he brings another element to that team that Kyrie and um, KD cannot bring. They can't get their – they don't know how to make their teammates better like Harden does. Harden is the facilitator of that team. And um, it doesn't even look like he's tried to start really scoring yet. So that's really scary. And the Bucks should be worried because I think Drew's going to be guarding Kyrie for most of the time. And then Giannis, a combination of Giannis and – P.J. Tucker, and maybe Chris Middleton is going to be on KD, but Harden is going to be the guy who they're going to have to find a way to stop because I don't think Middleton can stop him. He, they're, they're going to have to send multiple guys at him, but when you send multiple guys at him, you got shooters like Joe Harris, Shamit. They have so much scoring. They have so much firepower, but I think their inability to guard the paint is going to be what keeps um, – the Bucks close throughout the series. I think it's going to be a back-and-forth series. Um, I think it's going to seven. As much as I want to pick the Bucks, and I think this might be their year, I can't go against KD, Harden, and Kyrie. That's just – they're just too good. They're, I think the, they've been playing so well so far. They had that hiccup against uh, Boston that one game where Tatum dropped 50. But besides that, they've been playing amazing. Um, we don't know – how bad the Celtics were, so we don't know if they're, the Bucks' defense is really going to give them that many problems. But I think it's going to be a really competitive series. Um, P.J. Tucker and KD are going to get into something for sure. But <laughs> in the end, I think KD is going to be too much because I, I got to give it up to Kenny. He's the best player on the planet right now. 
Mm-hmm. As good as Luca's playing, as good as Harden is, I think he's uh, KD because his defense has been so good too. He's been blocking a yeah. lot of shots. Um, he's been he's back to that Warriors KD, I think. And that KD, I mean, we saw it. He hit those two game winners in the finals. Um, he's gonna be he's gonna be the best player in the series. So I got the Brooklyn Nets in seven. Um, I'm in total agreement with you. You said everything I needed or everything I was going to say. Um, yeah, I just think Brooklyn's too good. And I, I I love Milwaukee this year. I think Milwaukee's a very good team. I just don't think they have enough to beat Brooklyn. Um, I could be wrong, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't even think about it. If the Lakers or Clippers lose, I, this could be the NBA Finals. <laughs> um, and I, I do think – I do think that the uh, the Brooklyn Nets will come out on top on top in seven games. Uh, it's going to take a lot, though. You're going to ask a lot out of Kyrie. I think the X factor in this series, like you said, is James Harden. Um, but the best player in this team will be Kevin Durant, and he's going to give you 30. But whatever Harden does outside of that is what's going to determine the series. Same goes for the Bucks. If Giannis is going to give you his 30 and 10 or whatever yeah. he gives you. They're going to cancel out with KD. Yeah. His numbers. It's it's all on if Drew can out can guard Kyrie, and if Chris Middleton can somehow outscore, out facilitate James Harden, or guard or stop James Harden, um, this series right here will be the deciding factor. And it's so crazy to think that everything has really came full circle. Remember how so many years ago the West decided the entire finals. Whoever came out the West was going to win, um, or LeBron's team. This year it's yeah. like completely flipped. The East, whoever coming out the East is probably going to win the finals. Um, and whoever comes out the West, it's just, it's, it's a, it is a very weird year in the NBA. I'll say that for sure. It's going to be a wild series. I think it's going to be close. Every game, I don't see any team blowing out the other because they like the Nets are not going to stop the Bucks. I think it's just going to be a matter of them outscoring and in clutch moments, who's going to come up big. So mm-hmm. I think each game is going to be close and it's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, game one takes place Saturday, June 5th at 7.30. I'll be for sure be watching that. Um, but, yes, yeah, move on to the next series. We got the Philadelphia 76ers taking on the Atlanta Hawks um, after the, the back and forth – not back and forth. But the, um, the both these teams came off 4-1 victories over the Wizards and the, Nick, and the Knicks. Um, the one that got talked about a lot more, of course, was – the Atlanta Hawks versus New York Knicks one. Um, it was after game two, I think the Hawks locked in um, and they refocused and they took both games in Atlanta. And then they won last night in the Garden. Um, for me, moving Trae forward Young. for the Knicks, Trey Young proved a lot of haters wrong. Uh, he stepped up. He played big games. I mean, this man is not scared of the pressure. I'll say that about Trey Young. He's yeah. not scared of anything. My man will ball out no matter what. Um, took a bow in MSG. I mean, he was talking trash. He he's not he does not he's not scared of anything. Um, he's not going to back away from any challenge. My man is a dog. Uh, I got to give him credit. Mm-hmm. He's a little feisty Chihuahua. Nice <laughs> <laughs> <Mike's laughs> man. Um, but yeah, the Knicks moving forward, they need some help. Julius Randle is I, I love Julius Randle, but um, the way he played in the playoffs was just I don't even know I don't have words for it. It's so bad. My man is just man. he's just like. I His deficiencies, he, everything everyone thought up, up until this year was emphasized. This yeah, year. for sure. Everyone said he couldn't go left his whole career, but this year, with him, how he played in the regular season, all that was masked. And the fact that he was a Nick and they were going to the playoffs, it masked all his deficiencies. No one was really game planning for him. But once you game plan for a guy who can't go right, it's pretty easy to stop him. Just like RJ, I mean, he struggled as well. They were trying to force him right the whole time. And the Knicks just need a few years. Um, yeah, maybe, for sure. Maybe if they get a free agent this summer, maybe uh, it could maybe. be a difference. I think I think that's what I'm saying. If you're a Knicks fan, you can't be mad at the season because you came into the season with absolutely no expectations. Let's let's start beginning of the year. You guys didn't expect to make the playoffs. It's not as the fourth season, especially. Um, the Knicks just need something promising because you're talking about New York City. This market right here can attract any single Those free agent. Playing the man. Garden. Oh my God, the Garden was rocking. Yeah, the New York fans are crazy. Um, you know, don't be just disappointed in this season. This team is not good enough to win 
the second round anyways. You go, you would have got swept by the Sixers. Um, Julius Randle, he needs some help. I feel like he cannot be the first option on this team moving forward. I mean, like Shrey said, he literally cannot. He only has one hand. And my man was forcing so many shots. He, like yesterday, he had a wide open um, – I think you said you had a wide open uh, three, and then he took three. a dribble, step back, and took a contested three. So it's just can't be doing that. Can't yeah. be doing that in a closeout game. You got to take the good shot. He, I feel like he was never comfortable in the series. There was never a game where, because I remember after we had game games one and two, and we were talking and we were saying that, um, you know, I hope Julius Randle steps up next game. Shoots two fifteen. It's just like. My man's 30% never, for the whole series. It's yeah, ridiculous. my man's never never got comfortable, and I think he really needs to work on his his opposite hand, and hopefully next year comes out and is better than what he was this year. And he is the most improved player this year. So we will see what happens. They need another star. Um, Kawhi Leonard, whoever comes to New York, has to make an impact right away uh, because I think all these Knicks fans, once they got a little taste of, of the playoffs, they're not going to wait any much longer. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. They've been waiting for too long, for eight years. Yeah, it's been a long time. Um, but, yeah, for the series, for this series, um, I mean, Embiid, I don't think he's going to play game one. There's a good chance he doesn't play game two. But I think he'll come back in time for them to win the series. I still think um, the Hawks will be able to take, regardless of whether Embiid plays or not, they'll be able to take two games. Um but I think the Sixers will finish them off in, in six. Um, I think Ben Simmons is going to give um, Trey Young some trouble. He's huge. He's 6'10", and he can move with Trey Young. Um, he's going to give Trey Young some problems for sure. The length, he's going to struggle with that. But I think Trey will play a good, good enough series to get them two games. They have a pretty good team. They have a lot of snipers. They have Bogdan. I mean, oh, my gosh. That stroke is so smooth. Um, DeAndre Hunter has been stepping up. Capella will be able to hold his own against Embiid, but I think the Sixers' defense and their team will just be too too much for the Hawks in the end. I think it's gonna uh, they're gonna win in six games, but they don't have a chance to win um, the finals or win their Eastern Conference with the hobbled Embiid. For sure, I think Embiid's meniscus tear is gonna make is gonna be the reason why the Hawks um, take this game to Game Seven. Uh, I do believe I, – I do think that the Sixers are good enough to win the series, though. Um, but, like, with Embiid out, I think he's going to be for sure be out game one. I mean, a torn meniscus is no joke. My man's literally will, will be unable to pivot. Um, a lot of motion is going to be limited, so I feel yeah, like Capella is going to feast he, on he's, he's very – like, he uses – he's actually post-up. He uses yeah. post moves, and that requires a lot of pivoting a lot of pressure on your joints. So it's going to be interesting to see. Like, we're, we have to see how healthy he looks. But yeah. I think it's definitely going to affect him if they get past uh, this round. I think the Hawks are for sure going to steal game either game one or game two. The series is going to be tied after the first two games. And then I think you're going to win one at home. Mm-hmm. And then I think they're going to split the first two. And then I think it's going to be a very back-and-forth series. Um, two teams – one team that has been through it all, the Sixers, you know, they've been to the second round many years and an up-and-coming Hawks team. I feel like this gives me a lot of that um, that Wizards versus, uh, I think it was the Atlanta Hawks series back in 2014. This, that, that Atlanta Hawks team kept going back to the playoffs but never got over the hump. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of similarities in this series, I feel like, but at the end, I think the experienced team will come out on top who will be yeah. the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, so, yeah. It's just I, unfortunate and, about yeah. Embiid. It really is unfortunate. And if they don't make it out of the second round, if the Sixers don't make it out, dude, I don't know what to do with this team, bro. <laughs> you got the new coach this year. Uh, you thought you figured out. You brought in some more shooters this year. Uh, it's just like, what do you do with the Sixers team if they can't get over – if they can't get to the conference finals this year? I just don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess you could maybe blame it on the injury to Embiid. But we'll yeah. see. we have to see how healthy he is. Because if he plays, no one's going to, you know, be like, oh, he was injured, you know. So, yeah. Uh, no one's going to give you those passes anymore because if you're playing, you're playing. You got to show up. So it's going to be a fun series. Like a lot, I think it's going to be a lot more entertaining than initially thought because of the possibility of Embiid not playing. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, that's going to wrap it up our episode for this week. In the West, you got the Utah Jazz moving on, and you have the Denver Nuggets also playing 
Um, to say, oh wait, we gotta talk about Denver and Portland. Actually, Dame oh, yeah. went crazy, man. man. Fifty-five the other night. He had no help though in overtime. I think I saw a stat where mm-hmm. Dame <laughs> Dame outscored the rest of the Blazers. Um, I mean. If this proves anything that he dropped fifty five and lost, Dame's leaving, bro. I don't know where he's yeah. going, but he better leave. He looks so mad in the press conference. I don't care how loyal you are. I'm not dealing with that anymore, bro. If I'm Dame, I'm packing my stuff and I'm leaving the next day, bro. The next flight out. If I lose tonight to Denver, I'm packing my stuff up and I'm leaving. I'm going to the biggest free free agent market. I'm winning the ring next year because Dame is way too good to be stuck in the yeah, corner of the, getting corner up of the there U.S. Now. Yeah, he is getting up there. I think Dame is going to leave. He's going to be 30-something coming up. Uh, let me go check real quick. Damien. He's about to be 30, 33 soon. Yeah, he is 30. He's going to turn 31 this July. So, Oh, yeah, wow. I was off. He, he's getting up there. I mean, 31 is is still pretty old. I mean, I think he's got to leave, though. There's, I just don't see a situation where he's staying in Portland because, like, what are you going to do in Portland, bro? What are you going to do? Get him bounced in the second round instead of the first round? Get bounced yeah. in the conference finals? It's just like – you got to leave. Uh, you're way too good to be carrying this team that obviously mm-hmm. cannot pull any free agents in. It's unfortunate that he got drafted by the uh, the Blazers. It's, it really is. Because imagine if he got drafted by uh, the Wizards or something. Some team that could get some type of talent around them. So, yeah. um, it's unfortunate. Yeah, it's it sucks that they haven't been able to get him that solid second option. I think him and CJ is just too much of the same. They're too small. I think it's um, run its course. Yeah. It's run its course for sure. And obviously, they cannot guard Jokic. Uh, Nurkic always gets in foul trouble, and he's just not – they just don't have the defense to be able to stop a Jokic and Michael Porter when they're on. Um, uh, I mean, historic performance by Dame. Uh, I don't think I've seen anything like that in a long, long time. He was unstoppable. That step back – like, Austin Rivers literally looked up to the gods and thanked him at the end of that second overtime. So, I mean, if they lose this series, he's got to go. I think he's got to go. Um, they're not going to do anything else in Portland. They're they're not going to get better. They're not going to get any free agents, unfortunately. That's just how it is for these small market teams. So, hopefully, he looks to go for the betterment of his career. But he is a loyal guy, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, that's going to wrap up the show for today. We will got we will see you guys next week. And by that time, we'll see what LeBron's up to. We'll see what Ka- Kawhi's been up to. Um, if they're gonna be in Cancun or they're gonna be in the second round, we'll let yeah. you guys know by next week and we'll give you guys our predictions for those those series. Um and yeah. So thank you all for listening and we'll see you all next week. Peace. Thank you guys. Peace.